Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sales Performance Improvement Radio. I'm Terry Hansen, your host. It's great to be back with you uh, once again this week. Listen, so today, you and I need to have a little conversation about a three-step pattern for having successful sales conversations at whatever stage in the sales process you might be at. So stick with me. Well, it's great to be back with you once again. Um, I'm excited about our topic today, three, uh, a three-step pattern for having successful sales conversations with your sales prospects, at regardless of whatever stage in the sales process you might be in. Uh, let me start by sharing a quick story with you that kind of illustrates an important point that I, help, I hope will be kind of cemented into your brain as we carry on our conversation um, the late and great Stephen Covey, uh, famed author of the famous book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. In one of his, uh, in that book, he shares a story. And I'll, I'll kind of reiterate that story to you again to illustrate a point. He, he told the story of uh, an experience that he had himself. He was traveling in some, uh, some, some city somewhere. And after he had a series of meetings and whatnot, he was heading back to his hotel, I believe. And he was riding one of the subway systems. And as he was sitting in one of the subway cars there, just kind of minding his own business, uh, the door opens and, uh, and a dad and, and two or three small children uh, enter into the subway car and sit down. And so the, the train gets started and, and kind of rolls down the tracks, et cetera. And, uh, um, and immediately he, uh, the kids start bouncing off the walls. They're climbing on the seats and bumping into other people and are just super rowdy and obnoxious. And, and uh, the kind of the ruckus with the kids catches Stephen Covey's attention. And he kind of glances over and is looking at the, at the kids, kind of wondering, you know, when dad, of course, is going to, you know, get his arms around the kids and say, hey, come sit down and calm down and don't be so disrespectful. But the kids just continue to climb on him and climb on other people and they're jumping around and laying on the ground and kicking their feet and they're just really causing a distraction and uh, Stephen Covey uh, you know emphasizes that in his mind he's thinking you know how rude how disrespectful is he totally ignorant and unaware of what's going on how how what kind of a father is this guy what you know what a terrible example i mean this is the reason why we've got so many delinquent youth it it's just kind of starts right kind of all these negative thoughts going on in his mind and uh, um, and it kind of gets to the point where uh, Stephen Covey stands up and he goes over to this uh, dad and he says, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, would you mind uh, taking care of your children? They seem to be causing a, a bit of a disturbance for other passengers. And uh, almost like he, he kind of snaps out of a daze, the, the father looks up at him and, and it's clear that he's got, you know, red circles around his eyes and and whatnot. And he says, oh, uh, excuse me. And then, and then sees the kids and he says, I, I'm sorry, I've um, I guess I've been a little distracted. Uh, we just came from the hospital and uh, my wife, their mother just passed away. And um, I'm sure they don't quite know how to react or respond to that. And um, after the, the dad or the man mentioned this, uh, Stephen Covey mentioned that just immediately in a split second, his whole paradigm, his whole perspective and his whole attitude changed towards this man from a one of kind of indignation and contempt and and being very critical of him to just having an open heart and and just having tender mercies and just wanting to give the guy a hug and just cry sit and cry with him and and express his condolences but it's amazing how one simple thing can change our paradigm and our perspective and attitude towards something 
And, uh, you, you know, oftentimes as sales managers and as sales professionals, we do get into a bit of a rut as we are working to sell our products and services to uh, the prospective clients that are knocking on the door of our company. We do the same thing over and over again, and our, and our perspective and attitude and perception sometimes gets to be very, very narrow. And we have a tendency, if we're not careful, to get into a bit of a rut. And um, I hope what I shared today, these these three uh, three step pattern for having successful sales conversations at each step in the sales process will change your paradigm, change your perspective, and get you to see what you're doing uh, maybe through a different light. Um, so um, I remember uh, years ago, back in 2011, the institute, the research institute that created the uh, the famed books, the the Challenger Sale and the Challenger Customer. I don't know if any of you have read those books or not, but they're fantastic. Very, very wonderfully done. But the Research Institute, CEB, behind those books conducted a massive amount of research uh, back in those days. And one of the hallmark findings that they determined was that, um, uh, was that, was that buyers, they typically, when they're, when they're making kind of complex, uh, large B2B purchases, they typically go through three stages in the sales process. And uh, stage number one is where they identify and agree to a particular problem or issue or challenge that they are having. And once uh, the decision maker identifies and agrees to that, that, that there's a problem and it's worth solving, then step number two is they immediately start looking for uh, the right kinds of the right solution, not just any solution out of all the alternatives out there, but the right solution that's really going to make a difference for them. And then once that happens, then the third and final step and stage in the process is they look for who the rights they they look for and identify and agree to who the supplier or the vendor of that solution is going to be. Now, ultimately, those three steps and stages may not be new or revolutionary, but but make no mistakes. But before somebody's going to buy, they have to walk through each one of those steps and stages. And each one of those stages has a fundamental and kind of key component uh, or an important, uh, an important reason there. The first, the first one is in step number one is the purpose of identifying and agreeing to the right kind of problem to solve is once a buyer does that, they are then absolutely motivated to act. Once they are convinced that there's a problem and it's worth solving, then then they're motivated to act. And the big question that they are looking to solve is, what happens if I do nothing? If I don't do anything about this problem, is it going to go away? Are things going to stay the same? Could things get worse? And once they're convinced that things will get worse if they don't act, then ultimately that's where the motivation comes from for them to take action to start their research process. Stage number two in the selling process, where they try to find the right alternative, the right solution to fix their problem, ultimately they're looking to answer this question. Um, um, why are all of the other alternatives out there not as good as this solution? Out of all the different options out there, why should I choose this solution? And the reason why, or the, the core element of, of stage number two is it once they lock onto a particular solution that they believe is the right solution out of all the different alternatives out there that are going to do a good job at solving their problem, that gives them tremendous hope for the future. That gives them a smile on their face and gives them kind of this 
this this this bit of hope and enthusiasm and excitement that things are going to get better for them which leads them to the final stage in the in the sales process which is where they identify and agree to who the supplier or vendor or the merchant is going to be that's going to provide that solution to them and ultimately um the question that has to be uh or, or the core thing that is solved by identifying the right vendor is it gives them the confidence and it reduces the amount of risk that they feel and helps them feel safe about moving forward. Just because there's a good idea or a good solution without someone to be there to partner with them to make sure to block and tackle and prevent terrible, horrible things from happening to them, they'll always feel a degree of risk and they won't be as confident. But if they've got a good company, a good brand, a good team, a good partner that's going to help them implement it, then ultimately that is that makes all the difference in the world and helping them feel safe, right? So the core question that is answered there in this last stage is what are the risks that you and I as suppliers and vendors that we're going to mitigate for our potential customer? Now, with these uh, with these three steps and stages, they create a very important pattern for successful sales conversations, a pattern for successful sales conversations at each step in the sales process. And I want to give you a couple of examples. So for example, if a salesperson is running into an issue, uh, let's say early on in the sales prospecting process where they're generating a lead and trying to schedule appointments and just kind of trying to get that get those conversations started, and they're running into a lot of rejection or a lot of stalls or a lot of excuses or or um, you know uh, weak interest or unqualified leads things like that, then it's typically because they are they're getting those three steps and stages out of order. Instead of starting the conversation off with identifying a problem identifying the right solution and then focusing on who which you know who, why they or their company is the best best supplier of that solution they're they're usually mixing those up they're starting they're talking about the software or they're talking about the service first they're ta- talking about the solution first not the problem they're talking about the solution first or they're talking about how great and wonderful their company is how they're state of the art how they're award winning or how they've got the best customer service on the planet or how many wonderful testimonials they're starting the conversation off by focusing on stage 2 and stage 3 topics instead of stage 1 so if you're running if your sales team or your sales people are running into a high degree of of uh, you know prospects who go dark on them and become unresponsive, or they're uh, they they say they want to think of, think it over, they don't make a decision, or they come up with a lot of objections. Then it could be that during the sales process, either early on in the prospecting and appointment stage, or in the qualification and presentation stage, and where the proposal is, or at the closing stage towards the end, it's probably because they're getting those stages out of order and focusing on the wrong things at the wrong the right things but just at the wrong at the wrong time and in the wrong order so let's cut let's uh, let's do a couple of examples for example let's go back to our sales prospecting let's say i'm cold calling how might i apply the identify and agree to the problem uh, identify the right solution and then identify the right supplier that order to say a cold call when I get the prospect on the phone and I introduce myself, immediately the first things out of my mouth are going to be related to a problem or an issue or a challenge that I know that my potential prospect is probably dealing with. 
So if I sell software, for example, and I know that uh, uh, that that my software does a really good job at at saving people time uh, related to some say back office tasks, let's say um, with with work work order processing, then uh, you know my my pitch or my introduction might have something to do with you know. Um, related to how 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 much time it costs companies to process work orders like in my pitch and my introduction i'm going to start the conversation off with that very thing and then i'm going to maybe ask a question about whether or not they're dealing with this problem right and then i'm going to after the answer i'm going to quickly go into a solution and ask if they got if they're currently using any sort of software that helps speed up the the work order process and if the answer is yes or if the answer is no, then we go to the next stage and then talk about how great and wonderful our solution is and if they'd like a demo. There's something along those lines. But do you see the flow of the conversation? Problem, solution, supplier, right? Uh, what about an email? If I'm sending cold emails to sales prospects, or what about on social media? If I'm direct messaging people, or even if I'm texting people, well, the email in the very first sentence is going to highlight a problem or an issue that I know that that we can solve. Next, it's going to talk about um, out of all of the different options that there are out there on the planet to solve that problem, why, say, in this case, software is the very best one and how it's much, much better than all the other different alternatives. And then give them an invitation to come check us out and do a demo or, or something like that, right? So, so there's an example of how that, how those three step, that those that three step sequence might apply to in say a sales prospecting um, uh, type conversation. But what about in the uh, the qualification stage of the sales process? You know, where you've finally met with a prospect, you're asking them a bazillion questions, they're telling you a lot of good information, and uh, you're extracting good information from them, and you maybe do a, a sales demo or. Or present some solutions and options to them. Of course, the very first part of the conversation, you're going to be asking a lot of questions about what are the common issues and challenges and problems that they'd like to see changed or improved. You're going to start the conversation with problems, not the features and benefits of the software, the solution, or not by talking about how uh, the, the many awards that your company has won or how, how great and wonderful your company is or how long it's been around. You're not going to start that way you're getting things out of order, right? So instead, you're starting the qualification off, focusing on problems, asking a lot of questions, talking about what other kinds of solutions are they currently using and why those may or may not be working really well for them. And then you're going to identify the right super duper solution that is your solution and uh, and share some ideas on why that's going to solve the problems better than other things that they are you currently using. And then last but not least, you're going to get to how your company is uniquely positioned to help solve them, uh, solve those problems that they're having. So that's in the qualification presentation stage. But what about the closing stage at the very end? Well, you review right before you're, you're looking to close the sale, you go back to the problems, you identify, uh, you review the problems, the two or three or four problems that they've shared with you, the nasty consequences they're experiencing, uh, because of those problems, the the real challenges that'll come if they don't do anything to solve those problems, right? You review your proposal and the great solution that it is and why it's head and heels over all the other alternatives out there. And then you review how you guys as a company are uniquely positioned and superpowers and the best on the planet uh, to to deliver those solutions. And then you basically go to close the sale right? So you review those three steps and you ignite all of those 
that 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 buying journey, that buying process with them at each stage in the in the sales uh, process. So, uh, but think about how you can use this in a marketing context on on your Facebook ads, on your autom- marketing automation sequences, on social media, uh, on on your videos, on your sales collateral. Every piece of content that comes out of your company really should be designed to help your prospects identify and agree to the, the a critical problem that must be solved. Otherwise, big consequences will happen. Number two, identifying out of all of the different other ways to solve the problem, why your particular type of solution is hands down the very best solution out there and why they need to use this particular solution. And then number three, identifying and revealing why you and your company are are really the best out of all your competitors out there to deliver that solution to them. So I share these, I share this three-step buyer's journey process in these this uh, three-step pattern for successful sales communications to really hopefully change your paradigm, change your perspective, change your attitude and your mindset about not only your sales process and question whether or not how, how effectively your team is going through that process itself and how well they do it at helping your buyers navigate through those three stages, uh, or um, having you maybe take a second look at your email sequences, your Facebook ads, having a second look at your cold call scripts and your social media, your social selling efforts and evaluating how those are being done through this lens of these, 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 this three-step buyer's journey and this three-step pattern. So anyway, I hope some of the things that we've talked about today have gotten you to think a little bit more uh, objectively say about the, your selling process and how your team is doing. And I'd love to hear what you've, uh, you know, some of the takeaways and key insights that you had. So be sure to post your comments down below in the, in the comments section. I uh, appreciate you taking some time to listen. And if you found value in this, if you've enjoyed it, then be sure to uh, like this video, subscribe to the podcast and to the YouTube channel itself. And uh, so you can be notified every single week when, uh, when, uh, when new episodes come out and uh, be sure to, uh, again, be sure to uh, leave, leave a review, leave some comments. And as this podcast continues to grow and thrive, we want to reach as many people as humanly possible. So great to be with you. Keep up the good work. I can't wait to see you again next week, right back here, uh, right back here on sales performance improvement radio. Take good care and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.